first time in a few games now. And he's up around 74% in completion percentage. With that sore shoulder against the BC Lions a week ago, it was his second lowest completion percentage of his career. He's back on track, even though the Argos played very well defensively, at least in the first half. And if they can hold this lead into the fourth quarter, Calgary will take first place at the halfway mark of the season. The Argos in first place in the East, regardless of tonight's outcome. Second and short, so Pajardo and the short yardage group are in, and he'll plow ahead for a first down behind Corey Watman, Sean McEwen, Chris Van Zyl, and Ray will re-enter the football game, and they're not making big plays last week. In fact, they have not had a big pass play in the last two previous games, despite the big numbers they put up against Montreal. But now we're in the fourth quarter and Ricky Ray's got to start pushing the ball a little bit, taking some chances and opportunities and, and getting it to 19. First down, Argo 47. Short drop and Green makes the catch. What a snare. That looked like Alan Pitts from about, yeah. well, the, the early 90s when he used to make that a routine play here in Calgary. Well, well, he shows you the catch radius. It's not always up above his head and above the defender's head. I mean, SJ Green's got that same catch radius low around below his knees and out to the side like that over the middle where he just snagged it. But getting it to 19's got to be the key here. Just his second catch of the night. 11 yards into Calgary territory. A little counter play. Whitaker's got a little room up the middle and drives his way to the Stampeder 46. So a seven yard pickup for Brandon Whitaker. That's his longest run of the night. Keeman's number seven in rushing. Close to 3,000 receiving in his career and over 5,300 running the football. And a great block. Outstanding blocker in the passing game. Four receivers wide side. Here comes the heat. Ray escapes, gets it down the field, and there's a drop. And that has not happened very often this season or in his 11-year career. S.J. Green puts one. Oh, and he's, he's upset with it, obviously. Yeah, because you don't see it very often, and you don't see it on second down to move the chains. That was not only to get another set of downs for the Argos in a crucial situation, but also get him in field goal range. Argos are staying on the field. Third and three. Calgary converted on the same distance on their last series. Black comes down, pass is caught. Would be a first down in front of Siante Evans. They go back to S.J. Green. What's the flag? Devon Claybrooks is signaling offside Toronto. Offside, Toronto, number 85. This is a five-yard penalty. It remains third down. Javier Posey offside, and now the punt team will come on. Costly penalty. You know, I, I think Mark Tressman's group, the Toronto Argonauts, who won their last one, lost the previous three in a row, 
but went win-loss out of the gate to start the season. They're, they're becoming a good football team as the yep. season goes on. The Calgary Stampeders are a good football team now that doesn't beat themselves. Every now and then, Toronto will beat themselves. Too many penalties. Bumped out by Tuggle. But a frustrating mistake there after converting on third down. Been that kind of night for the offensive guru of the Argos. Tonight, here's the comparison between one guy going to the Hall of Fame and another guy a little further away but headed to the Hall of Fame too. He's on the same path, yeah. the same road. And look at how similar the numbers are in the first three CFL seasons for these two quarterbacks. And again, I mentioned off the top that well, Levi Mitchell, when he was researching the Canadian Football League and looking to come up here, he looked up Ricky Ray. Lions Tavares Daniels there up at the 22-yard line. Looked up Ricky Ray and he watched some of the tapes and he watched how he played and thought, boy, they throw the ball a ton up there in Canada. This might be fun. Talked to his college coach, Bo Baldwin, and Coach Baldwin said, you know what? It's probably a good spot for you to start your career and, and kind of following in the footsteps. Those first three seasons, so close in numbers. And the win-loss record for Bo off the hook. Here's Messam on second down. Straight ahead. Big gain up to the 35 on the first down. Well, the other comparable this year, only by Mitchell's run once for six yards. Ricky Ray, way more. Three for 14. <laughs> yeah. They leave it to guys like Jerome Messam. Yeah, just just give it to the 260-pound running back who's who's also playing a little banged up tonight and gutting it out. But that's a kind of the result of a couple of things. One is it's it's Jerome Mess who see him getting up limping a little bit. It's also a little bit of fatigue for that Argo defense. 13 for Messam, first down. And now they'll swing it out to Messam. And he gets cut down around the 40-yard line. Brandon Harris with the tackle. You know, part of this is is Dave Dickinson and the way he puts together a game plan, the way he prepares his football team. I mean, Dave Dickinson is is nothing but a winner and has been his entire time here in the Canadian Football League at the pro level, whether he was a player, assistant coach, or a head coach. He has never had or been involved with a losing season and is a four-time Grey Cup champion. He put together a game plan tonight that suited his quarterback with his injury situation. He was coming there and of course the throw incomplete intended for McDaniel and the Stampeders will have to kick. But they, and he's kicking the dirt after that miss, but this has been a much better performance than last week, don't you think? Oh, oh absolutely, yeah, that, that was, that was uh, a game that they they won ugly, and and Dickinson after the game didn't you know he didn't boo the win or the home run. He just said, "Listen, hey, never gonna get down on you for a win, but we've got work to do." And they went back to the drawing board and came up with a great game plan. Tonight it's been winning hard fought. Ortiz Jackson across the 30, 32 yard line before he gets. Hit out of bounds, 9.41 left. It's a 13-point Calgary lead. Still time for a guy like Ricky Ray.
Brian McGratton. This is a a usual halftime festivity here at McMahon. The cow usually spots 25 yards, but McGratton beat him last year. Said he could beat him straight up, but you can't beat the world's fastest cow straight up. I tell you what, that cow is not only picking him up, putting him down, but he's trash talking his way to the end zone and won that race going away. Utterly impressive. Sign him up, put him on a make list. And off to Whitaker up to the 21 yard line. There was a holding penalty on the last punt that brought the Argos back 10 yards. Justin Herdman got flagged. By the way, the Stampeders who had 15 penalties for 150 last week, four for 30. Excuse me, five for 35 now. Back to their normal discipline play. Yeah, they're, they're good in that regard. And the Argos are on the other side of that, that ledger. Eight from the league of penalties. Second and five, Ray stands in, but that is batted down. And there's been a few of those tonight. This one from Junior Turner. couple games now junior Turner getting in on that rotation let's see what he does just drives him back gets his hands up Corey Wapman roller skates a little bit there Argus have had the football 10 times tonight this is the 10th punt from Liram Hiralahu Finch fields it right at the Calgary 40 dances play comes down and he is dropped at the 43-yard line. That's Robert Woodson on the tackle. We'll sort out the flag when we come back with 8.28 on the clock. CFL on TSN is brought to you by the 2017 GMC Sierra Elevation Edition. Get noticed like a pro. You mentioned it. 10 series offensively for the Argos, 10 punts. Their only score on an interception return for a touchdown. You get the feeling if they're going to come back in this game or at least get back into it, they're going to need another score from their defense. Penalty against the Stampeders on the punt. And now Boldy by Mitchell wrapped up. And Lyndon Gadosh has another sack. But we'll wait on the flag. Gadosh with his second sack of the night pending this call. Trying to get it back in the Argos' hands as quickly as possible. Bear Woods made that play, even though he was nowhere near Bully by Mitchell. He made the play because he picked up the receiver that came out of there and looked like he was going to be Illegal free. Illegal blocked. Ends to the face. Calgary number 65. That penalty's decline. Second down. Watch Bear Woods here. Recognize he looks out to the corner, says, wait a minute, no, I gotta cover that guy. He gets out on Roy Finch, gets in his hip pocket. That's where Bo wanted to go with the football. He couldn't, and he goes down because he was well covered. Second down over the backfield. Here's Finch. Gotta make somebody miss. Tackled at the 34-yard line. Got 11, but it will be third down. Punt team comes on. 
Well, you size this up, looking ahead to next week. Edmonton rolled along 7-0, but have lost two straight. Calgary seems to be getting better by the week in advance of the annual Labor Day Classic. And we are by no means declaring a winner Not yet. here tonight. <laughs> Not yet. Not with what we've seen this year in a lot of games. How about this afternoon? Almost one of the great comebacks of all time. Lions falling short. And the Red Blacks putting some heat on these Argos with their third win. Jackson stacked up. Charlie Power got there first. We'll get in the action this football season with CFL Fantasy. Build your ultimate squad, challenge your friends, and compete to win weekly prizes. Go to tsn.ca slash CFL Fantasy to sign up. Got to be go time now for Ricky Ray. Who is two and five as an Argo quarterback against Calgary. Five consecutive losses. And in his career, 14 and 21. He's had trouble with the red flag in the past. Pressure here. Gets away. Gets a block. And throws complete as Posey with the catch at midfield. Well, they're scratching and clawing for every yard. I mean, it's it's Ray dodging pressure. Ray's all about timing, throwing from the pocket, precision and accuracy. And he's been kind of doing this all game long, trying to run around, find open spots, and may have to do it more. Big block for minutes, yeah. Big block for Mike or from Brandon Whitaker on Micah Johnson. It's a 21-yard pickup for the first down. Right at midfield. Four receivers near side. Ray looks there. Throws got green open. Catch is made. First down at the 40. Josh Bell closing for Calgary after a 14-yard gain. That's what Ray understands as well. Is sometimes you have to throw it with some air under it, a little bit of pressure, and sometimes you have to put it hard on the receiver because he's got a guy coming downhill. Josh Bell was coming from the safety spot, so he had to get it to SJ Green as quickly as possible. Sidelines incomplete. Boy, Shaq Richardson closed in a hurry. Almost like he was spying here and, and trying to just make sure that, that Ray didn't escape or scramble. And when he did scramble, that's when he tracked the guys. He just spying the quarterback, dropping, and now the race is on. He just closes quickly. At the 35, looks like forward progress, which would be five, and they now look at third and five. Now you stay on the field if you're Argo offense. They're going to do that. The secret weapons back out there, too. Declan Cross 
you could make an argument. It might not be a strong one to, to get three because you still have time for a few more possessions. But against this Calgary defense, you, you better stay on the field and, and get it now. Third and five, if you can. Holds that down. Is he going to take off? Underneath, it's going to be short, even if it's caught. Fuller, not sure he's got it. Doesn't matter. And Mark Trustman shakes his head in dismay. Well, the game is won and lost in the trenches, and Calgary continues to play the way they've played tonight. They've won the battle in the trenches. Ray's just never been comfortable, never been throughout this game, throwing on time from the pocket. He's on the run, he's scrambling, he's almost running for his life and his safety and just trying to find something. They've dialed it up defensively. First takeaway for Devon Claybrook's defense. The turnover is one apiece now. With under four minutes to go. Mess of time. Spins up first contact to the 35 and has close to three. Second and seven. We close in on the three-minute warning, and Messam hits to the sidelines in some discomfort. Calgary trying to extend a win streak to five to stay perfect at home with Edmonton back-to-back, -back, BC and Saskatchewan on the horizon. Three Canadian receivers out. out there. Calgary. When Messam came to the sideline, they put Roy Finch out, and I'm not sure they had the personnel grouping they wanted. And with the timeout, they're going to also call the three-minute warning here. 20-7, to Calgary. because that's, that's a, a chance to stop the clock for the team trailing one time that they might need. Yeah. So see if, if that becomes an issue. Draws Toronto offside. Yeah. That'll change the play call from second and seven. Hard, hard count from Mitchell. that big second hut there that draws him offside. Seems to be some discussion as if Calgary might have flinched first. Spencer Wilson's heated up. This is where the new video official helps in the offside and procedure calls and determine he's watching video right now 
and communicating in real time with Andre Pru. Offside, Toronto, number 92, five-yard penalty. It remains second down. Timer, please reset the clock to read two minutes, 58 seconds. So it is as it looked. Troy Davis was the guy who jumped first. Looked like a couple of his Argo teammates did as well. And sets up second and two. offense on the field. Chris, good teams do this. They they don't beat themselves. They you know in that first quarter it was 0-0. Both defenses playing very well. I think Bo Levi Mitchell and the Calgary offense had just three first downs at that time. One for the Argos. But Calgary doesn't take the bad penalties. Calgary doesn't turn the ball over. Or very seldom. They're plus 12, number one in the league in the giveaway takeaway. And falls forward to the 48. And that is about four. Turf Monster got him that time. Fewest turnovers in the league for this Calgary Stampeder defense coming in. And third in the league, just behind the, the top teams in penalties taken. Taking care of the details. Understanding your assignment. Executing your job first. Second and six. Argos look for a stop. They send the blitz. Pass is complete. McDaniel with the grab, and he's down to the 28-yard line. Huge gain for Parkway McDaniel. And at the end of the play, Cassius Vaughn looks like he's shaking up. And I think he's a little upset. But hey, he tried to make a play, and I'm not going to fault Cassius Vaughn for trying to cut under. You don't see Vaughn right now, but this is the same matchup. Not the same route. He ran a dig route the first time down the goal line. The same matchup, and he took it. He cut underneath. He won the ball and took it 115 yards for a touchdown. Nice throw over the top from Bull Levi Mitchell on that out. This time, when he cut underneath, Cassius Vaughn gambled and lost. The 32-yard connection, 383 on the night for Bull Levi Mitchell. That's his season high. And some time he gets drilled by Dylan Wynn down at the 25. Well, the Argos are close. The Argos are close to becoming a real good team. They get Victor Butler back soon. Coming into this week, still leading the league in sacks with seven and missed four games. Mark Tressman. We'll get a lot of his injured players. He might not get Anthony Coombs, and they missed Anthony Coombs on offense here tonight. Second and five. Fake to mess up over the middle. McDaniel, who wasn't looking for it, and Cassius Vaughn almost had another. Boy, I, I'm not sure how Cassius Vaughn didn't just drops back into the middle and he's reading 
Just a little late out of his break, or he's taken another one, almost the same spot. Didn't look like McDaniel and Mitchell were on the same page on that play, and that's a rarity. So Perez from 32 out, and it's a 16-point Calgary lead. The Nissan Titan player of the game is brought to you by the Nissan Titan official vehicle of the Canadian Football League. Honorable mention to DeVaris Daniels, who had two touchdowns tonight, but Bo Levi Mitchell, after coming off his second lowest completion percentage game of his career in BC last week, is at 76% tonight, gets back in the 300-yard club, 383 passing, couple of touchdowns. We're giving it to Bo tonight, and he's playing with a bad shoulder. A season-high 383. And against the stingiest defense in the league in pass yardage allowed coming into the game. And a reworked offensive line, especially on that left side in front of him. So that will quiet the rampant concern about his arm status. He's looking at that last throw to Parkway McDaniel. That's the thing about the tablet. See, when there was a mistake made back in the old days, you could pretend it wasn't you for a while until you got to the film. And room. hope they forgot and about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hope they forgot about it. Now you go in there on the sideline and immediately go, no, no, that's the wrong road. Oh, yeah. Illegal kickoff out of bounds. Calgary number three. Toronto elects to take the ball to the 45 yard line. First down. Well, a rare mistake, and it gives the Argos decent field position, but just 70 seconds remaining. As McDaniel and Mitchell go over that play again to make sure it doesn't happen again. They're going to do it again. The decision desk giving the Stampeders their 14th consecutive home win. Back in the Flutie days, it was 27 in a row, but that's pretty impressive when you consider how competitive this league is, but here at McMahon, they're just about unbeatable. Great catcher, Buddy Edwards, going up for that at the Calgary 46. Boy, and the Battle of Alberta around the corner. You know the Edmonton Eskimos aren't happy with their last two. No, and they've just been bounced out of first place, and now with this... Calgary win, it will be in the third. Ricky Ray, and there's a second drop for S.J. Green on the night. And they get, I believe, a Darius Bowman back. And a couple of injured players. They've, they've gone through a bunch, and it sets up. I always have Labor Day Sunday, Monday weekend circle, but this, this year's going to be terrific if it's 7-1-1 one one against 7-2, and two, and then... 7-2 Winnipeg against an improving 4-4 Saskatchewan Rough Rider team on the Sunday. Here's Posey over the middle. He's got some room to dive down to the 25-yard line. Argos trying to set up a scenario here to score and maybe get a, get a short kick opportunity, but they're going to flag, I think, Devere Posey for, for taunting after tossing the football. 
It's an area that Mark Trestman really has to concentrate on and clean up. Objectionable conduct. Toronto number 85. 10-yard penalty. First down Toronto. I mean, you know, this, this game is in the books, but... And there's some frustration there. I'm sure that's what he's saying. Like, I, I get it. You know, it's, you, it's a tough one, but that stuff in a close game costs you the game. And too many penalties an issue for the Argos again tonight. Again, they're, they're very close. Dave Dickens, it's... Calgary is challenging the ruling on the field. They believe there was offensive pass interference on number 28, Calgary. Play will be reviewed. Dave Dickinson uh, not agreeing with the decision as this is over. Well, and he's going to cry for 64 yeah, minutes. I think he's saying, don't give him an inch. <laughs> don't give him. And if you're, and if you're, I think he's looking down here. And, and let's take a look. If there's offensive, is this Posey? Yeah, Posey on that post. Yeah, well, that's. Well, you know, and listen, when, when teams don't finish, you, you know that there's going to be a discussion in that Ottawa locker room this week about finishing. Almost yep. let the BC Lions back, right? And Saskatchewan, last night, Chris Jones, I'm sure, talked to his group about, hey, we played a great game on the road in Edmonton and dominated that game, but then got soft a little bit in the fourth quarter. Gave up a couple touchdowns to back up James Franklin. And if you're going to do that and say that as a coach, then practice what you preach. And that's what Dave Dickinson did. It seems kind of, you know, like it won't matter, but take care of every detail until... After replay, the ruling on the field stands. The contact was initiated by the defensive player. We still have the objectionable conduct against Toronto number 85. It's going to be Toronto first down. Calgary is charged a timeout interesting one although if it was contact beyond five I didn't actually check that if it was beyond five yards and Brandon Smith stops to down. try and set, sit there and catch Posey then it is on defense first and 20 Ray from the pocket to the sideline and Posey's got that catch and quickly throws it to the official our producer John Hyde saying it was past five yards so Correct call made by the officials, but Posey got the penalty after the whistle. But a valuable receiver back in the lineup. Didn't have a big game tonight, but important to have him back. Second and three. Pass to the sidelines, incomplete, intended for Green. Flag comes down, Brandon Smith was in coverage. Secondary is back and together again. Josh Bell missed three games, but he's back at safety. And then with Tommy Campbell and Siante Evans on the edge, playing corners. Defensive pass interference. Calgary number 28. Automatic first down, point of foul. Gonna be the out route. Tighten down 
quickly here too again I mean you know it's Jimmy Ralph comes in and, and I think he had one catch tonight and, and that's not necessarily his fault I mean there's a lot of pressure on Ray the entire time he couldn't get it to SJ Green either but Anthony Coombs was a check down man and got so many yak yards over 50% of Coombs 426 yards were yards after the catch those were big yards and first down situations Good set up in the backfield, 47 catches on the year. Here's Ray under pressure, spins away from contact. Ricky Ray escapes, and now throws underneath for Cross. Makes the catch, but he has stopped in his tracks at the 17. So no gain on the play at third down. Sometimes, you know, you have a player and a coach will will, will build the offense to suit his, Toronto. to suit his skill set. And now Mark Trestman might have to rework it. I mean, maybe even bring in a little more Declan Cross. I mean, guy that could play fullback for you in a different type style than Anthony Coombs. Or maybe tight end. I think every time he's touched the ball, he's made something happen with it. I, I like Declan Cross. I think he's that secret weapon they could use more. So maybe that's something that Mark Trestman will go to. Maybe tight end set, replace Coombs in a different way. Stan Peterson pitched a shutout on defense. Ricky Ray trying to change it here. Ray throwing into the end zone. It's a jump and an incomplete pass intended for S.J. Green. And no flag there on tight coverage in the end zone. Second turnover on downs for the Argos on the night. Yeah, first class there, too, from S.J. Green, who in a battle down here and he gets kind of pulled a little bit and I thought of all of them that may have been a little more egregious than the Brandon Smith play but exactly that that could have been called pass interference there's no way that Mark Tressman can challenge it because he used his challenge in the first half on the long interception return for a touchdown but the sign of respect. yeah there you go that that's what it's about you know you, you go and battle for 60 minutes and you respect the opponent Something that Mark Tressman preaches all the time. All CFL corner last year. Got the young to the CFL guys on the corner in Campbell and Evans and that veteran core in the middle. Smith, Wall, and Bell. And they are starting to lock it down against one of the best pass offenses in the league tonight. So the celebration begins here. Bring on the Labor Day weekend. We're ready. <laughs> and Edmonton, you better be ready. Yeah, bring it on. Because the Calgary Stampeders are on top of the West. Hard fought, 23-7 victory over the Argos who fall to four and six. Red Blacks and the Alouettes will kick off a terrific Labor Day weekend of football action on Thursday. We'll have the Bombers and the Rough Riders, and then the big Labor Day Monday doubleheader. Until then, so long from Calgary, where the Stamps take over first in the West.